Hi friends, welcome to the Psyche Mental Wellbeing Podcast with me, your host, Hannah. On the show, I'm joined each episode by an amazing guest to have an honest conversation, share our real life experiences and tackle stigma and misconceptions around mental health along the way. We believe that everyone would benefit from focusing a little more on their mental well-being, and we're here to support you to do just that. Thanks so much for joining us. We hope you enjoy the show. Hello, welcome back. Hope you are having a good week so far. And I just want to start by saying thank you again to Kevin, who joined me on Wednesday. As I've said many times, I really love exploring all kinds of different ways of managing our emotions, dealing with what is going on, understanding ourselves, all of that kind of stuff. And I think there are so many different ways that we can help ourselves. And so I love to hear different perspectives and different ways, creative ways that people are working. Um, I'm not sure I'm going to start working with tigers and wolves yet. Would be cool. Um but I'm not sure my dog would be happy <laughs> sharing his space. Uh, so yes, thanks again to Kevin. And today we are focusing in on a specific area that can really help with well-being. So one of the things that we do here is think about mental well-being kind of broadly. And although we focus in the mental space, there's that appreciation that actually well-being is really holistic and actually to feel mentally well isn't just about thinking about the mind and the thoughts. It's tapping into the emotions and the physical and all the different aspects of our life. So today we are focusing really on nutrition and why that is such a big component. So I really hope that you enjoy this conversation with Mandy and I'll be back again quickly at the end. Hi everyone and I'm really happy to welcome this week's guest Mandy to the podcast. So Mandy welcome and if you could tell us a little bit about yourself that would be fab. Hey Hannah thank you so much for having me I'm really excited to be here. My name is Mandy Jeffley and I am a holistic nutrition practitioner. So I have kind of an interesting story behind that. Um, I actually started out in medicine uh, working as a registered nurse in healthcare and acute care and and in the emergency department and just over the last uh, probably about five or six years I've embarked on my own health and wellness journey which has caused me to become very curious and very interested in uh, holistic health alternative health and it is that inspiration of healing myself and my own family that has actually caused me to bridge over to this uh, holistic nutrition practice and so uh, I really found myself getting excited about all things food and nutrition and making healthy food actually tastes really, really amazing. And so that's the path that I started to follow. And so I can share just a little bit about my story and and what happened, happened with me in that light, if you'd like. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I find it always really interesting to hear people's stories and how they got on the path that they're on. And I think quite often, like you said, it's something in our personal life and our own journey will kind of prompt that move. So yeah, I'd love to hear your story. Absolutely. Absolutely. So it was uh, just a few months after I'd had my first son, 
um, my husband and I were sitting in our living room and I remember it so clearly. Like I was just, I was kind of piecing myself back together. I had fallen apart. I was crying. I was upset. And at this time in my life, I felt like this was happening a lot, like where I would just kind of burst into tears for no reason. Um, nothing would really please me or make me happy. And so me and my husband are sitting here in the, there in the living room and uh, I'm kind of like mopping up my tears. And I remember he looked over at me and he just said, you know what, like, I, I love you. Obviously, I love you more than anything, but you're not okay. We're not okay. And I feel like you need to get professional help. And so that obviously hit me like a brick wall, right? And so what had happened prior to that is, like I said, my, my first son was only a few months old. So um, I had gone through my pregnancy. The delivery was a fairly difficult process. During my pregnancy, I was working like full-time day and night shift. Still, I was one of those that I'm like, I can do it all. I can take it all on. I don't have to, I don't have to adjust my habits for growing another human, right? So I feel like at this point when me and my husband were sitting in the, in the living room, I, I had just kind of, I reached my edge. I couldn't, I couldn't manage anymore. I had no more resilience left. And he was right. I had no choice. I had to, I had to embark on some sort of uh, healing and I needed help with that, even though I, I was a nurse and I felt like I kind of knew, <laughs> knew it all already. Right. And so what I did is I went to my doctor. That's what we're told when, uh, when we get into those situations as new moms, I went to my doctor and essentially my doctor, uh, all, all he could really offer me at that time was a, a prescription. And this prescription would require me to stop breastfeeding my son, which I wasn't really ready to do. And so having that discussion with my doctor, I was like, like in my heart, I feel like I'm just not ready to take this step. Is there anything else prior that I can try? And my doctor, essentially, he was just like, well, like, I, I, I know that you have a lot of background in this and I know that you have some context. So if you feel like you're not ready to take the step, go, go and seek something out. You can, you can try whatever you feel like you want to, wherever your heart is leading to. If you need this at some point, come on back, but please let me know what you find because I have a lot of women who are in the same situation as you and I don't have much else to offer them. Mm -hmm. And so that, that really struck me and um, leaving that appointment uh, essentially empty handed was what really started to cue me on you know what, we need, we need more pals. We need, we need more help for women in this situation. And so I did, it was, it was a trial and error process, but through natural and holistic means, I was able to bring myself back from that, um, I guess we're gonna call it postpartum uh, depression or from that state that I was in. Mm -hmm. And then was able to not relapse into the same state after my second son. And so it was that prevention piece that I was able to incorporate. And it, it all came down to really getting effective sleep, nutrition, looking after my own self-care. And so that's why I find mental health to be so, so important and why I advocate for it now. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I guess, you know, for, you, for your doctor, I, am, I think it's obviously not great that there isn't much that they can offer, but also in a way great that he was able to say, well, actually, see what else is out there kind of recognizing the limits of, of his practice and that possibly there's something else and to, and to feed that back to him because I think some doctors maybe would just be like this is the only option um, and kind of shut down any alternatives I think that was great that that he kind of kept that open I wonder if you can uh, if you feel comfortable to, to talk a bit more about how you sort of found these tools and that process of trial and error and uh, whether it was just 
research whether you connected with anyone and because I'm sure it's something that a lot of people can relate to of being in a similar experience or wanting to find a more holistic way of, of kind of healing themselves. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so the first step that I took um, is I actually came back home and I had that conversation with my husband, like, are you willing to support me through this journey and um, help me out with this? Because I knew that it would take him and um, yeah, kind of him, him backing me up in order for me to get to the end point that I wanted to get to by the means that I wanted to get to it. And so I had that, I, I, I kept the conversation open with my husband and kind of set up my support network at home. And I asked him, I'm like, like I did, I turned this prescription down. Are you okay with this as well? Like, is, and made sure that he was on board. So I think that that's really important to get your support network really stable because this is your net. Like this is, this is what's catching you when you fall, right? And I think a lot of times we don't think to ask the people in our lives for help, especially as women and as a, as mothers, I find that we're the helpers, not the helpies, right? <laughs> so I, I kept that conversation open, and then and then I went to work. Like I started, I, this opened. So going into the kind of alternative natural realm opened a whole new world for me that I did not know about, just because my background was medicine. Like everything in my background is like diagnostics, diagnosis and prescription right treatment and so bridging over from that was uh huge but what i what i looked for is um i looked for and what i found was a doctor of naturopathic medicine to help me out um and the main difference that i found between my regular doctor and the naturopath that i found were were like the the appointment times so um with my regular medical doctor my appointment time was only like 10 minutes. Whereas with my doctor of naturopathic medicine, my appointment time was 90 minutes. So she was able to offer the counseling piece. She was able to offer the whole assessment. And so it was in working with her and then getting really curious about, and this is the piece I do, what is it that I'm putting in my body that might be contributing to the results that I'm seeing right now? And so for me, it really came down to that supplementation piece and um, kind of doing my own research in that area. And then also the nutrition piece, because like I said, it comes down to the basics. And this is what I had to discover. I had to get myself sleeping again, which I wasn't because of the night shifts, right? <laughs> and, the, and the newborn baby, <laughs> that's, that's like a reality. Um, I had to get myself sleeping again and I had to get myself eating well, like getting those really high end nutrients into my body so that my body would have the tools that it needs to gain that resilience back and to be able to um, regain my uh, hormonal structure and those cycles that I was really missing because that had all been disrupted, right? And so that's, that's where I started. But a lot of it was really just continuing to follow my heart and um, just continuing to gain more and more education and okay so this is what this is doing in my body this is why i need to eat this way right and so i found the doctor of naturopathic medicine but to me that was only really the start like i i knew that i needed to continue to get curious and so yeah that's why that's why i became me because i i didn't find me <laughs> when i was looking for somebody to help heal <laughs> yeah that's amazing and um yeah, I wonder if you could uh, talk a little bit more about about what you do now, and and I guess you sort of mentioned the the sleep and the, the nutrition piece, and whether there are some kind of common takeaways that you could recommend for people. Because I mean, sleep. Every time people say sleep, and I know that's important, and I always 
it's it's so easy to slip out of that habit of uh, of good sleep but i think also nutrition can be quite a confusing one sometimes to think around so yeah kind of how you work with people and uh, kind of top things that you've sort of learned or you recommend to people would be fab Oh yeah, absolutely. So um, I know nutrition can be so um, so confusing because there's so many trends, right? Like it seems like every six months they're suggesting something different, right? And so that's where that's where I'm I'm different. I I do my best to stay away from the trends. And so my official title, since um, I'm actually in Alberta, Canada, and so the way that our titling works, I uh, am a, a licensed holistic nutrition practitioner, and so the it's a total mouthful, I get it. But what I do with that is I actually, I use food kind of as, as a medicine. So I help people increase energy. I help you improve your sleep routine. So there's some uh, different supplementation. So not sleep medication, but different supplementation that I can suggest to help you if your sleep routine is really off. And by doing this, people often notice that they're releasing excess weight um, because it helps to decrease the amount of systemic inflammation that's in your body, right? Like it really gives your body those uh, recovery tools. Um, And this actually helps to improve the mindset as well because there is such a direct connection between the gut and the brain, right? And so then that's where the mental wellness piece comes into it. And yeah, it just, it, it, I help you improve overall wellness. And so, yeah, that's exactly what I do. I, I suggest supplementation and then I, I help you do the meal planning. So I make it really easy because there's a lot of um, maybe resistance and, and kind of excuse making around healthy eating as well. Like a lot of people will say, oh, well, it's, it's too expensive or it takes too much time or I, I look for the recipe on Pinterest, but then I don't have any of the ingredients. And so then I mm. fall back into my previous routine. And so what I do is I actually do all the legwork for you so I make it really really easy for you to just have the ingredients on hand make this delicious food for yourself that's going to fuel your body in a in a very um, efficient manner all right so that's that's what I do in my practice and it's really teaching you so throughout like working with me one-on-one throughout the process it's teaching you to listen to your body I tell you your body is speaking to you it's just not speaking in English right (laughs) it's just like trying to receive a message for me in Japanese or something I'm just not understanding it so your body is speaking to you you just got to understand it in your body's language and then providing your body what it's asking for so that it has those building blocks and those pieces to really recover itself is what I do Um, and so I, I help make those steps really really simple for you so that you can get from point A to point B in the most efficient way possible and start gaining those results right away and those excuses um, are definitely all ones I've used before, <laughs> because I think if you're, if you're tired, if you don't have much time, or it's, it's easy just to fall back into those patterns of, that you know, which is just to grab something quick and easy and probably not the healthiest, because it tends to be the kind of processed stuff. Um, so yeah, it, I guess it kind of takes away, <laughs> takes away those excuses and makes it easy. Um, I wonder if we could touch on uh, supplementation briefly because it's something that I honestly am not, I don't do. Um, and that, that people maybe are a bit kind of skeptical because um, I think we have like vitamin tablets here in the UK and then sometimes it's like, oh, well, you know, you could be taking loads and then maybe not that effective. So uh, whether you could just yeah, give us a little overview of, of what it's about and, and how it can, can help us. 
Okay, for sure. Yeah, some of the supplementation that I, and of course this is something, so I gotta, I gotta do my disclaimer. So if you are working with healthcare and you're on medication, um, like talk with your pharmacist, talk with your doctor, make sure that there's not going to be any contraindications. I'm not necessarily suggesting this supplementation to the mass public. It's just a matter of what I find in my practice and what I find is really working for people. So that's, that's my disclaimer, <laughs> all at your own, um, all at your own willingness. So as far as the supplementation, I find, cause a lot of people will say, well, can't I get this from the food that I'm eating? Like, why would I need to supplement if I'm eating a, a healthy diet already? And um, I think from what I've seen, what is defined as a healthy diet uh, in the general public changes. Like I said, over six months, that diet trend, that thing that, that you got to be doing seems to change. And so then people are constantly switching up what they're doing for their body. And so that's where I do a whole food basis as far as my practice goes, whole food. So when you pick up the food and it's in its whole form, that's what I focus on. Right. And that's what I get my clients to focus on eating. Um, so minimally processed, like you say, minimize the fast food, increase the water intake, minimize that caffeine, um, all the things that we commonly hear. And then going over to the uh, supplementation part of it, when you are eating whole food based meals, absolutely. You are getting a lot of those nutrients in that you need. You're getting a lot of that fiber. Um, but our, the way our food is produced has changed, right? And what, what the food producers do to our food as it makes its way to us, um, they, can, they can add sprays, they can add chemicals, they can, they can do all sorts of different things in the process on, from when it actually grows in the field to when it gets to us. Like I say, I'm in Canada and sometimes I see groceries uh, coming to us from like, um, from New Zealand or from, from really far off places. And so obviously that tells me that it's not picked right and so then it probably hasn't gotten to its maximum nutrient content. And um, that tells me that it's been refrigerated for quite some time. So it might not have the same amount of nutrients that if I was standing out in the field, if I were to pick it and start eating, eating it right away, right? And so then that's why I do suggest some supplementation, but they're missing something with the mainstream supplements as well. And so if you mentioned a multivitamin, part of the reason that the multivitamin maybe seems to not work is because in the multivitamin, they get some of the main vitamins in there, like the vitamin A, the vitamin C um, are included, but they're missing out on those, or those phytonutrients that now we're discovering are so important that come along with the food. And some of the enzymes that come along with the food, those are not included in your mainstream multivitamins. So um, generally, if I am suggesting something like a multivitamin, I'll suggest like a whole food concentrate because then you're getting that piece of the phytonutrients. Like you're, you're still getting the whole food. It's just been ground down and kind of powderized. And this is just, uh, like I say, it's a supplement. It's not something that you can just rely on a multivitamin and, oh, I'm healthy. So now I can do whatever I want. It's a matter of just building into more of those micronutrients. And so there are some other supplements that I find myself suggesting all the time. Vitamin D is a huge one we all slather on the sunscreen and in Canada here we don't get sun um, all all year round right we don't get enough of that direct sunlight to produce our own vitamin D so vitamin D is something I suggest a lot when it comes to the mental health piece omega-3 with DHA and EPA is also something that I suggest a lot because that's huge for the brain food right and so there's different variations there's even vegan variations of that this is like your krill oil or your your fish oils but there's 
There's also vegan alternatives that you can take. So these are some of the main ones that I suggest. And yes, absolutely. If you are eating um, food that is uh, higher, higher, like processed more, and then that's something that you might want to embark on uh, and, and start to get curious about. But just know, like, if you're if you're eating a highly processed diet and then um, taking in vitamins that are also highly processed, you might end up with the same result with both, right? Mm. But I think it's it's not that magic pill that I can eat whatever I want and then I'll take this and then whew, I'm healthy. Um, but I suppose also, and yeah, thank you for the disclaimer because I think also it's it's probably a very personal thing because your diet, your gut, your body is is yours and so a supplement that might work for me might not necessarily be the same as works for you because I might have different things that I'm lacking in my in my diet so I think maybe that's the the benefit of working with someone like yourself to sort of have that personalized um approach to it uh can we talk about the microbiome and the gut because I find this fascinating (laughs) and that, that kind of connection so for anyone who when you said about the, the mind and the gut being linked, was like, what are you on about? Could you talk um, a little bit about that and why it's so important? Absolutely. And I get so excited to talk about this. So you're going to have to like give me a signal of like, okay, we're going to run out of time because I can talk about this all day. <laughs> um, but yes, I love talking about the mind-gut connection. And so when I say the microbiome, that's just explaining a little bit about that. Um, so our GI tract starts at our mouth and ends at the other end, obviously, right? So closer to the other end in our large intestine, um, we have what is called the microbiome. And this is basically completely inhabited by little gut bugs, I call them. They're little um, little bacteria, um, little all sorts of there's all sorts of different strains of them they're just it's crazy and there's like billions not just millions not just thousands like hundreds of billions of these gut bugs living uh in our large intestine and most of them help us so the majority of them are very very good for us they help us build into our immune system they help protect us from opportunistics or opportunistic um, microbiota or anything that could damage damage us or cause illness is an opportunistic. Um, And so then they help protect us from that. And what they do, so basically they survive on the fiber from our food that our uh, own GI tract can't digest. So that um, insoluble fiber that we hear about, it makes it all the way down to our colon. And then it's our microbiome that actually feeds on that. And that's what feeds our good gut bugs. But the thing is, so our microbiome, it's very important that we keep it healthy and that we feed the good gut bugs so that the bad gut bugs can't take over, right? And so um, it's something that we only, uh, like modern science has only actually started researching this within probably the last 20 to 25 years, like getting really good research on it. And what they're discovering is that, yeah, it does. It contributes, it, it contributes to our health in all sorts of different ways. And so the mind gut connection, the thing about our gut is it's really very vascular. Okay. So, so there's a, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of our circulation um, is centered around the gut. And a lot of our immune system is centered around the gut. 
And then our, our microbiome actually makes its own neurotransmitters, okay? It makes its own vitamins, so B vitamins, which are very, very supportive of mental health. Um, but then it also makes its own neurotransmitters, so it can, um, it can send very fast messages back to the brain because neurotransmitters are how the brain uh, communicate, right? And then our brain is actually connected to our gut very directly through the vagus nerve. So we have our, our spinal cord as it goes down and our brain as, it, uh, as it's developed, it has all of these little um, nerve pathways or highways that shoot out. And it's the vagus nerve that is the main one that goes all the way down our spinal cord. Okay, so that's like our um, information super highway for our body. And so how I like to explain it is our brain sends out text messages to our body. So that's neurotransmitters. It sends out text messages um, to get our body to do the things that our brain wants our, our body to do, right? So our brain is sitting up here sending out text messages and every, every part of our body is responding. But the rest of our body can really only respond in letter mail, okay? So our brain sends out a text message and the rest of our body sends back a written letter via letter mail to let the brain know what's going on. However, our gut, since it's connected by that vagus nerve, our gut is sitting there texting the brain back. It has that ability. So it don't, doesn't have to rely on the slow letter mail. It's like, no, I'm speaking in your language and I can send you messages back. And so then that's how our, our gut can be so... Um, uh, kind of determining on how we're thinking and the way that we're decision making. I, I went to a microbiologist, uh, I saw a microbiologist speak a little while ago and she said, of course your microbiome is going to make decisions for you because there's so many of them down there, they outnumber you, <laughs> they've got more brains than you do. So you got to make sure that they're on your side. But yeah, that's that's the best way that I can kind of explain is, <laughs> does that yeah. does that make sense to you? <laughs> it does, yeah. And I, and I think, I mean, I, uh, I love the brain. I'm like a massive brain geek so but I think that the kind of the texting and, and the, the post kind of helps yeah to kind of understand sort of how the um well the relative communication speeds uh, should we say but I think this is why you know quite often people will say if they've had antibiotics about that taking like a probiotic or something like that because that antibiotic kind of wipes out the bugs and it can't tell these are good bugs these are bad bugs it just kind of clears them out and then suddenly like you said, those billions of bugs that have been helping you have gone. Do you have any um, top nutritional tips or food tips for things that our, our gut bugs like that we can kind of feed them? <laughs> They're good for the microbiome. Oh, totally. Yes, absolutely. So um, the whole foods, that's why I go back to the whole foods. And a lot of people, especially now, because the recent trends are like high fat, high protein, but I love um, the whole food carbohydrates. And so then these are the, the unprocessed carbohydrates. I make a very big distinction. And so um, very, really processed carbohydrates are the ones that we're telling you to watch out for because they absorb very quickly. They don't have that fiber piece that's all been removed all the good stuff has been removed and so those are the ones that you want to watch out for but the whole food carbohydrates so your fruits and vegetables that are very high in fiber um, very high in micronutrients those ones are my favorite and those ones are the ones that as they go through and digest they, they give your body the, the energy and they give your body the, the nutrients from them. And then they go all the way down to the base and then they feed your microbiome. So these are what actually provide what they call a prebiotic. Okay, so there is a difference between prebiotics and probiotics. Um, prebiotics are the gut bug food 
and the probiotics are the actual gut bugs, okay? So you're right, like if you take um, antibiotics, you are gonna wanna be refilling your gut with a round of probiotics. You wanna put those good gut bugs back in your gut where they belong so they can continue to protect you. And then you wanna feed them, right? So that's where the prebiotic comes in. And so a lot of people, they will invest in a prebiotic supplement, but really that comes along with your food as long as you're eating enough of the fruits and vegetables to support your healthy microbiome. And you will find that um, as you start to move your diet over from a processed diet to a whole food diet, at first your, your guts are like, I don't know, we don't, we don't know about this. And you might have um, some side effects, but then very quickly your gut bugs will start like requesting it. You'll start craving the whole foods and you'll feel it if you haven't had whole foods or you've been away on the weekend and you've been indulging in soul food for a while, then uh, you'll feel it and you'll be like, no, I just, I, I really need my salad or I just really need an apple right now, right? Yeah. Um, so that's one of my top tips is make sure that the majority of what you're eating or at least half of every meal are, are those raw whole foods that feed your gut bugs so well. I guess that would be my top tip. And then an, another one of my top health tips that I find myself telling my clients all the time is um, it, it has to do with a healthy lifestyle. And so a lot of people, when they decide that they're going to get, they're going to get healthier, they're going to go get fit. They, they get the gym membership, right? And they're like, I'm going to go back to working out six days a week and I'm going to really, really crush it. But if they aren't doing the nutrition side of it, then they find right away that they fall off the gym because their body is sore and they're not recovering. So that's the inflammation part. And so then that's another one of the huge advantages of making sure that you're getting all these micronutrients in because they're the ones that help your body recover. They're the ones that help recover from the sore, sore muscles, like magnesium is huge for that. Um, it's, it's these uh, phytonutrients that I was talking about at the beginning that the, micro, uh, that the multivitamins miss. It's those phytonutrients that clean up all of that systemic inflammation and all of that um, kind of cell exhaust that they call free radicals that cause the sore muscles in the first place. It's, it's those phytonutrients that go through and clean that all up for you, right? And so usually what I tell my clients is, take a break from the gym if you find you're getting sore and you're not recovering and, and you don't have the energy to get there in the first place. Take a break from the gym, give yourself some grace, go for a 10 minute walk instead and start, start on one piece. Okay, because everybody, we kind of get to a place where we get in this tornado, right? And one, one poor habit supports another poor habit, which supports another poor, poor habit, right? Like we get to a place where we're, we're staying up late we're, and then we drink too much caffeine during the day because we didn't get enough sleep at night. And then we got to grab something quick because, um, because we didn't make time to take along a, a breakfast or lunch. And so you can see how this kind of starts to create a tornado. And so what I tell my clients is just do one thing to start to turn that tornado around. And generally, if you're not sleeping well, that's the place that I start. Not at the gym. That comes after you gain some energy and resilience. So sleeping first then start feeding your body those nutrients to build the resilience. And then you're going to be asking me like, when can I go to the gym? I have too much energy. <laughs> so those are my pieces. Sorry, I, I shared a few. <laughs> no, 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 it's fine. And then uh, before I ask you for your kind of final thought on gut health, uh, one of the things that, that is, I guess, a kind of trend right now and, and quite big, but, um, and, and I'm quite a fan of is like fermented food. So I love kimchi. Uh, and then people might have heard of like kombucha or kefir. And so 
do you have any thoughts on fermented stuff? Is it just a phase or is there really a, a kind of positive benefit for our microbiome with them? Oh, absolutely. And so fermented foods are essentially, uh, you can get supplemental forms of probiotics or you can get the natural ones, which are found in fermented foods. I don't think that fermented foods are just a trend because if you look back um, and do some research on something like kombucha, well, uh, it was, it goes into like, the BC years that they were actually using and creating kombucha. Oh, wait, let me see. Maybe not quite BC years, but it goes back to very, very, very early on when kombucha was discovered and, and people started drinking it. And it was actually Japanese warriors that were drinking it and brought it to Europe. So I don't, I don't think it's a phase. I think that it's something that's very uh, supportive of our guts. And the reason that it's so great is because you're essentially eating the probiotics, but with the fermented foods, like the fermented cabbage, or you can do like fermented you can you can ferment almost anything but with those fermented vegetables what you do is you are actually getting in the probiotics but then you're actually um, sending them along with their own food and enzymes for the whole trip right and so it really it really feeds into the health of the microbiome so I think that that's a fantastic a fantastic thing to uh, start eating and start getting into your lifestyle um, once again I don't know that it's the going to be the one magic fix that's going to like totally overtake your microbiome but it is going to help send you in the proper direction because um, those are the good gut bugs that you're going to want to be feeding as you continue on right but yeah, I think that, that, that stuff's awesome and it tastes great too. You're right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I love kimchi. <laughs> That's my, my one of my one of choice. Um, but yeah, I think like you just said, it's not, there's not like one magical thing. It's that kind of whole piece of, of kind of health and well-being, the sleep, the being active, the drinking enough water that you, um, you can't just have a lot of maybe less nurturing habits for yourself and it will be okay because of this one this one thing um so before i ask you my set questions do you have a, a kind of final thought around nutrition around gut health uh, that you'd like to share with us um yeah i think that honestly i think that a lot of uh what people are doing now like i said is when they decide that they they want to live a healthier lifestyle then they take these big steps and big bites and eventually, usually if it's something that's going to be too difficult to fit into your current lifestyle, then it's something that you are not able to sustain. And then once again, like I talked about before, you end up relapsing into your previous habits that are going to continue to produce your previous results, right? And so a lot of what I discuss with my clients is bringing in these smaller yet very efficient pieces that you can do very easily in your day, like these small habits, and, and taking smaller bites, like uh, work on one habit for a, a little bit of time and incorporate that habit, one or two, see how they work for you and then carry on into the next uh, stage of the journey. Um, because even my own health and wellness journey, it's now been over almost, um, almost seven years that I have been incorporating different pieces and changing out different ingredients that I use in my recipes um, and, and taking just these little bites, but just have, uh, have some confidence that these smaller little bites are going to add up to completely changing the trajectory of your health overall and later in life. So I, I really try to um, hit that home with my clients because um, for some people, yes, they wanna take the big step. So get help with that. Get help from somebody like myself to take that big step 
And then after that, you can start incorporating these smaller things that are going to help you continue on with that lifestyle and, and really create the energy and um, create the comfort in your life that, that you want to be there without the symptoms of illness or disease, right? So yeah, that's, that's what I like to really drive home. <laughs> Yeah, awesome. Awesome. And yeah, and I think that's a fantastic tip because I think, yeah, we can quickly jump into that big step and then it it can feel really unachievable. We haven't really thought it through. And those small things, like you say, they add up, but they just feel easier sometimes to do because it's not such a big change. So yeah, absolutely. Thank you for that. So I would love to hear your thoughts on my, uh, my set questions I ask everyone. And the first one is what brings you joy in your life? Uh, I think there's so much that brings me joy in my life, honestly. I feel like joy is one of those things that comes to you if you let it in, right? Um, but uh, Tony Robbins, I always go back to Tony, uh, Tony Robbins says the secret to happiness is progress, right? When, when we're progressing and when we feel like we're achieving things and so learning new things and like really grasping it, like not just like reading something in a book and it's like, oh yeah, okay, I kind of get it. But like learning something new and really getting a handle on that thing, that, that just lights me up. I'm like, oh, I can apply this somewhere, right? Like I can be useful and, and help serve with this. So that's something that really gives me a lot of joy. Um, I, ha I have my husband and my two kids, so my family give me a lot of joy spending time and actually creating and prioritizing time to spend with my family. That's something that lights me up because I feel that a lot of us, we can get in this, um, this loop of, oh, we're so busy, we're so busy, we're so busy. Like we don't have time to do that. I gotta clean the house and do the laundry and get ready for for the next week and so then we don't take time to really just pause and be together and so then that that really lights me up and then I'm also I'm a, I'm a bit of an adrenaline junkie so I love anything like crazy adventure I love going on like me and my husband have gone on road trips and slept in the car like just car camped and like just ended up wherever we are I love like skydiving uh, we went bungee jumping for our 10th anniversary so like I love stuff like that anything that's gonna really pull me out of my comfort zone just sparks me and makes me feel like I'm I'm truly alive again right yeah, see, I call myself quite adventurous, but skydiving, maybe, bungee jumping, no. <laughs> just, but I'm, I'm not great with heights. And I sort of, I think I, sometimes I think of my hobbies and I'm like, oh, no, they're not that. And then I think of some of the things that I've done or do, and I think, oh, they're maybe not like the most uh, kind of mainstream or, or sort of normal. But yeah, definitely, no, bungee jumping is a hard no <laughs> for me. <laughs> but there we go. <laughs> awesome. So my, so my next question is, what makes life meaningful for you? Oh, well, uh, much of the same thing, right? Like much of the same thing. Um, like I said, prioritizing that time to be with the ones that I love. Um, how, like working on the relationships that are important to me. Like when, when my husband and I have a breakthrough, we've been together, we've been married over 11 years now. Um, and when we when we can have a breakthrough in our relationship and learn something that we didn't know about each other or get to know uh, each other's hearts a little bit better. That's, that's what makes life meaningful, meaningful to me, having that connection, you know, having that connection with my kids. I've recently started homeschooling, so that's been an adventure, but I'm learning that I'm, I'm gaining different connections now with each of my kids because they're such, they're such individual little human beings, right? And so understanding the part that I'm taking in molding them and how that's feeding into my legacy that's that's what makes life meaningful to me and then um outside of that 
once again, the, the people that I'm helping and the work that I'm doing in, in bridging these two different, like very different healthcare fields, medicine and uh, holistic or alternative um, and moving forward with that, that's really making my life um, meaningful because uh, it, it's one thing to follow the science and the research for sure. And it's one thing to learn about how the body works and, and um, how it can be manipulated in certain situations. But it's also another thing to learn how, how the energies flow and how the mind can be and is connected with the body and how everything is working together as this uh, incredible magical unit as opposed to just manipulating one piece or part, right? And so then it's, it's bringing that into a more of a, a, a spiritual energy that, that really sets me on fire because then you have more freedom to, to uh, instead of just following the science, like trying something and seeing if it works and, and uh, going on intuition. So yeah, that, that really makes me alive and is making my life meaningful and worth living right now. So yeah, my, my family, my, my connections, my work, I, it, it's yeah. all, it all feeds into it. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. And it seems like, yeah, you have a really full life of, of all this amazing, amazing stuff that you're obviously really, really passionate about, which is amazing. Um, well, and I love that you say that I'm passionate about it because that's, that's something, and that's how I, uh, I, that's how I kind of define spiritual health is when what you're doing aligns with what your values are. Hmm. And I feel like I really am in this space now and it's so worth following your passion in order to get to that place. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so then my, my next question, my next two questions are around mental well-being, which is kind of our overarching uh, aim on the podcast. And so the first one is, what does mental wellness mean to you? Mental wellness. Okay, so I have a very different, uh, well, I have a little bit of a different view, I think, on mental health. Um, a lot of uh, mainstream scientists would suggest that something like depression uh, when you're experiencing depression, well, either you have it or you don't. It's a, it's a chemical imbalance per se, or it, it's just something that you experience sometimes in your life. But if you can straighten out that imbalance, well, then your depression is gone and you're not suffering from it anymore. But coming from a place where I did feel that depletion and I did feel, um, I, I did, I guess, identify with that diagnosis of depression, I have come to realize now that it's not necessarily a you have it or you don't. I feel it's more like on a teeter-totter. So, and what balances it out is your resilience. So it's not necessarily what's happening in the world. Um, it can be very subjective, the things that stress us out or the things that start to deplete us. And it depends on how we're meeting that situation, right? And how we meet that situation, sometimes we're stronger to meet that situation. And so and that's a resilience piece, right? And so I, I picture it like depression and resilience just kind of on this teeter-totter. And when, and when we're doing the good healthful habits, so when, when we are sleeping, when we are looking after our self-care, when we are eating well, when those relationships in our lives are thriving, we have a lot of resilience. We can meet a lot of things that come at us, right? But if we start overextending ourselves and looking after others before we filled up our own cup, when we start waking up in the middle of the night and we get on this loop of like stressing out of, of this is all like all the things I got to get done tomorrow and, and um, going through that, that stress, those stressful motions, I feel like that's when our resilience starts to get low and then this depression can start to creep in. And so as far as mental health goes, I feel like um, 
I, I feel like the best uh, almost um, uh, indicators of our mental health can can be the people who are around us, right? Like um, as when I'm getting into that space where my resilience is getting low, the first person to notice it is not me, it's my husband, right? Uh, the, the signs that uh, like I start yelling at my kids a little bit more and, and start picking at my husband, like you're, you're not doing this or you're not doing that right, or I might as well just do it myself, right? So it's those little signs and those little triggers that show that my resilience is starting to get low. Um, and so it's good to have that awareness piece in place because it's my husband that says, oh, like you might want to, you might want to get some sleep or slow down, like uh, <laughs> empty out your schedule a little bit. <laughs> you're, you're, you're doing too much, <laughs> right? And so that's kind of my idea of mental health and how you can start to uh, recognize when your mental health is fading a little. And then you just need to have, I have like an, a, a program that I've actually put out online and it's almost my like emergency response plan to when that starts to happen. I call it beating burnout. But yeah, that's, that's how I would really define mental health. It's just, it's not necessarily what your mind is doing. It's how you're relating to the world coming at you and ensuring that your resilience is really high in your body that can really, really help improve your mental health as well and keep that depression at bay. Awesome. And then my follow-up question is always how you look after your own mental well-being. So how do you keep your resilience high or kind of build it back up? Yeah, absolutely. And so <laughs> I'm glad that I mentioned it because yeah, I, I do have an online program and it's a matter of getting back into my values, right? So getting back into doing the things that um, I prioritize, the, the things that do fill me up. Um, and so it's all, it's all a matter of like slowing everything down so that um, these things that these stressors that can come at me come at me more slowly so that my resilience can meet them wherever my resilience happens to be. So if my resilience is low, I got to slow the stressors down um, in order to meet them uh, one by one. Right. And so a lot of times when I get to this point where my resilience is really low, I've done it on my own. It's because I filled up my calendar to the point that nobody would be able to keep up to that. Right. And I'm a, I'm a pretty high energy person. You can probably tell like, my hands are going everywhere as I'm talking. I'm a pretty high energy person. So I can fill up my calendar um, and I can sustain that for quite a while. But eventually you got to turn it around and feed back into your energy in order to keep that resilience. And so what I do is if I notice or if my husband notices and he's like, you know what, I feel like you're overextending yourself, you need to slow it down a little bit. The first thing I, I do is I basically put like a lock on my calendar. I will look at what I've agreed to, the things that I've agreed to, and I will do the things that are most important. Um, I will maybe move back the things that I feel like can be adjusted and I don't put anything new in. Right. So I just do the main things that I've already agreed to so that I can stick with, like I can maintain my integrity that way. Right. So that's huge for me. Um, so I put a lock on my calendar and then I move my bedtime earlier. I make sure that I'm going to bed and actually giving myself the um, time and space and ability to get enough sleep because I find quite often it's that one step alone, getting enough sleep that, causes my resilience to flip back up and then my energy follows that pretty much immediately. So I make sure that I prioritize sleep over everything else. And so then that means, that also means because alcohol is one of the things that we can go to, to try and gain more energy in the evening to get more things done. 
Also quick carbohydrates or sugar is another thing that we can eat late at night to gain more energy to get more things done. But these are things that really deplete our energy and cause us not to sleep very well at night. And so I turn those things off in my life as well because I know that if I just get a really good efficient sleep, then tomorrow I'm going to feel so much better. And the next day I'm going to feel so much better. So um, it's just incorporating those few tools and then following it up with really, really good high quality nutrition. So I make sure that I'm getting my omegas in. I make sure that I'm getting my vitamin D. I make sure that I'm getting my whole food concentrate and I'll even double it up in my life. Those B vitamins are amazing and like helping you to meet stress so much more easily and, and um, efficiently. So I do a, a like a, a multi type B vitamin that I take and I'll even double that up too. And then I find that that's enough brain food that I can really start uh, improving my resilience and gaining ground again. Awesome. I mean, you mentioning about sleep and I was like, oh, oh, I'm tired, tired. You know, when people talk about sleep and it's like the yawn thing and I was like, Oh, I feel really tired trying to fight off a yawn. And I was very interested in what you're saying, but it's the sleep and my brain was like, oh yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> that yeah. Sounds good. We maybe need some more of that this weekend. <laughs> so, yeah, sure. um, so I think for everyone, and I, it's something I've said before when people mention sleep, it's always a reminder for me because I definitely get into that habit of being really busy of filling my schedule and, and, and finding it difficult, which I'm sure, you know, it probably took you a lot of work to be able to, to put that lock on your calendar and be able to step back <laughs> from things because that is something we can feel that real sense of guilt of, oh, well, I you know, can't let people down. I can't, um, you know, make changes. But yeah, I think a really valuable skill to have for ourselves. This is what I need to do to be able to really show up. Thank you for those. And so my next question, sometimes a challenge uh, is, can you describe your own mindset? My own mindset. Yes, I can <laughs> actually. I, and I like to like I like to describe myself as a as a um, as a positive person. You know, I'm an optimist, but I'm not. I'm a total realist. <laughs> but I don't think that that's such a bad thing. Um, I feel like mindset is something that I have had to I've had to work on. By nature, I'm a really quick thinker, and with that comes like some sarcasm. You know, it comes that that personality. Um, but, and so I've really had to work on my mindset, but I'm so glad because it's one of those things that, uh, when you work on your mindset, it, the, the benefits come back to you tenfold, tenfold. And so coming from a place where I was in this postpartum depression and I was in this, um, very negative spiral, uh, I feel like I was able to have some confidence that, how I'm thinking really does change how my life is turning out and the things that I'm seeing start to develop moving forward. And I think that, that it was really important that I grasped that piece because now I am aware that if things are going negatively in my life and um, things feel like, like the universe is just picking on me, quite often I can go back to that mindset piece of, oh, oh, I, I asked for this. I need to turn this around, right? And so my mindset is labile. I feel like much like everybody's mindset, but I am uh, very intentional in what I allow enter my mind. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And I always find these questions so interesting because people come up with all kinds of different things and some things are similar, some are different, but uh, the mindset one is always always fun to see how kind of people uh, 
describe it, but yeah, absolutely um, makes sense. And then the next question is maybe a tricky one, just because we have already given, or you have already given so many amazing practical tips and ideas and suggestions. And this is where I, where I ask everyone that comes on to leave us with between one and three top tips. So already there's loads of stuff, but if you had a one to three absolute top tips that you would recommend for people, what would they be? That would be, okay, so my absolute number one recommended top tip, this is a teaching that I find I do pretty much with everybody all the time, and it's a huge misconception. So I'm going to kind of double back on a tip that I've already given. Uh, a lot of people think, okay, I'm, I'm embarking on this healthy lifestyle, I'm going to hit the gym, right? That's the first thing I'm going to do. And so my biggest tip is exercise isn't the first step. I hate to burst everybody's bubble, but exercise is not number one. And so my teaching is uh, what I tell people is we're all balancing on a three-legged stool. So you can picture this little stool, this little wooden stool that you're sitting on and, and you're, you're meant to balance on that. And the legs are made up of sleep, nutrition, and activity. Okay. Ultimately, and, and nutrition. So what I'm putting into nutrition is also water. It's fresh air. Um, it's, it's, good positive relationships I'm putting all that into your intake leg okay so that's all, that all falls into nutrition but the legs of your stool are sleep nutrition and exercise so if you really want to turn around what you're seeing as as your health results if you really want to turn around how you're feeling and start to feel start to feel better start to feel energized start to feel vibrant again start to feel like passionate about things you need to go back to one of those three legs of your stool all right and a lot of people too the big thing is weight loss well i, I want to release weight you got to go back to one of those three legs on your stool okay so um, generally I tell people sleep is number one you're not going to have any energy you're not going to get any of the results unless you're sleeping because when you're sleeping that is when your body is recovering that is when your nutrients are absorbing that's when your liver is creating your hormones which create your cycles um, that is when all of that repair and recovery is happening so sleep number one number two nutrition and if you aren't getting the results you want from those two factors I maintain a good, healthy weight, the, the ideal weight that I want to be, mainly based on sleep and nutrition, to be honest with you, because I know all the food shortcuts, right? Um, if you're not getting the results that you're wanting between those two, then you need to incorporate um, more activity. But you've got to make sure that those other uh, legs on your stool are long enough to sustain the activity or the activity leg is going to knock you over. So that's, that's what I find. I, I teach a lot of my clients because, and then they all take a deep breath of like a big sigh and they're like, Oh, thank God. I don't have to go and work out tomorrow. And it's like, no, but you, <laughs> you have to sleep well tonight. <laughs> yeah. You know, people think, well, I'm going to the gym so I can eat whatever I want. And I sometimes do that. <laughs> you kind of think, Oh, I've been to the gym today so I can eat that cake or whatever. But yeah, you can't out train a bad diet. So, you know, if that, even if that is your goal, if you're thinking, well, I could just do this and then I don't have to change anything else. And then I can be my, my ideal weight or whatever. No. And I think it's, it's very much tied to that just general health, isn't it? So um, yeah, thank you for everything you've shared. And also for, for that focus, not just being on, Hey, this is how you can get your dream body and whatever, but that, that general health and well-being, because that is what we're all about here. That kind of, um, well-being generally and that that support so yeah 
Well, absolutely. Well, and when people, so, and what I find in my practice is when people have that self-love piece, um, they, they really love themselves and who they are uh, inside and out. And when they have energy, like when, when you really are walking the talk, it doesn't matter to you what your body looks like because you feel like you are attractive and you feel like you are expelling that vibrant energy. So the weight piece doesn't matter. It doesn't matter so much as feeling energized, feeling vibrant and having that self-love because that's, that's what you're getting, giving off to the universe, right? That's what, that's what people feel. And I, I love yeah. getting down to the core of that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then my, my absolute final question for you is where people can find you online if they want to connect with you, if they're interested in working with you, where can they find you? Yeah, absolutely. And we are at a bit of a distance. And so then, then this is a great part is all of my, uh, like all of my plans and all of the work that I do is solely completely online. So I can help anybody in the world. And you can contact me. I'm going to give uh, Hannah the link to my calendar. So I'm on Calendly, uh, Mandy Jeffley, spelled G-F-L-E. But um, I'm going to give you the link to my calendar. So please book. Uh, I, I do a free discovery call with people um, and because I find it's really important to uh, get on the phone, see a little bit about what you're like, see what your goals are and um, ensure that if you're going to start working with me, that I can actually help you reach those goals, right? Make sure that we're suited to work together because that's really important to me that we have that connection because uh if, if you're going to be making an investment in your health you don't want to be hitting another dead end like a like a doctor google dead end or a bad dead end right like i want to make sure that uh we we can get on the phone and i can really get get a picture of what your goals are so um you can book a one-on-one -on -one call with me for free via calendly so that link is going to be in the show notes i'm sure and uh also i'm on i'm online so you can connect to any of my plans I usually run um, two seasonal plans, uh, cleansing plans in the fall and in the spring. Um, and this is where I do group coaching. Um, it's a little bit more uh, cost effective, but you get very similar results uh, in the end. And so um, this is for people who don't actually have any underlying chronic illness or, or don't have any, uh, a lot of cofactors. They just really want the, they, they really want the framework and, and some of the education. And so my um, my webpage is uh, www.puravidainspires.com. So that's Puravida, uh, P-U-R-A-V-I-D-A, inspires.com. And that's where you can access, um, you can access all of my free, uh, free recipes on there. I've got all sorts of uh, fantastic resources for you on there as well. Awesome. Thank you. I'll absolutely link to uh, your website as well in the show notes. Uh, so people, yeah, can find you easily and book into your calendar. So yeah, thank you so, so much, Mandy. I've, I've loved uh, speaking with you. Uh, you've given us some amazing, amazing tips. I'm definitely feeling like I'm going to go drink a big glass of water after this. That's my first thing, but <laughs> also sleep. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. But um, no, I really, really appreciate you uh, joining us and sharing your wisdom with us. So thank you so much. Oh, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I just, I, I love coming on shows like this and talking my passion. So thank you so much. Yeah. You're very welcome. So thanks again to Mandy. And one of the things that I love is having these conversations with people and then reflecting on what I am doing in my own life and trying to implement some of the advice that we get and some of the suggestions and seeing how they work out. 
So this is something I think that I've mentioned this year. I've been really focusing on thinking about fueling my body and nurturing myself. So my eating and eating more of the whole foods that Mandy had mentioned, and I'm definitely feeling a difference in my energy, in my mood, as well as the the kind of the the weight side of it, which actually isn't my focus at the moment, uh, but just generally feeling healthier. And I have been trying to get more sleep. That's something every time we talk about sleep, it comes up uh, something I still have to work on. I very much am a night owl and I can get kind of wrapped up in stuff in the evening and find it hard to switch off. And it's something that I'm still working on. But as I said, it's one of these things that listening to the conversations and thinking, well, what am I going to take away from it? What am I going to work on? And from when we had that conversation, the whole foods and the sleep were the big things I took away to work on. And they are still works in progress. Um, I also want to mention something about Mandy was saying about having that initial consultation and possibly not being the right person for you. And I think this is such an important thing that we can sometimes think, well, we'll find the therapist, we'll find the coach, we'll find the, the PT, we'll find the nutritionist or whoever. And that's the one I'm going to work with them. And actually, the relationship is is so important, how you connect with that person and feeling able to work with them. And I think a big thing is that trust and, and feeling safe, because some of this stuff that might come up can be really personal and it can feel really vulnerable to talk about it and bring it up. And if you have a bit of a disconnect with that person, it doesn't really feel that comfortable, then I think it limits how effective that process and that support can be. So I absolutely agree that it's so important to see how you how you connect with a, with a person that you're going to work with and, and what that match is. And just because you meet one nutritional therapist or coach or, or psychological kind of therapist and it doesn't feel like a right match, maybe trying a, a different one because it might be that they are just not the right person for you. And it doesn't mean you won't get results with them, but maybe not as much support or results or change as you want because of not having that kind of optimum support. So absolutely, it's not a one size fits all. And if for me personally, if I am going to be working with someone, I like to do a bit of research and kind of read up on them. Um, I don't really like being approached and sold to. So I like to do my own research. And then when someone has this offer of a bit of time to connect with them first, that is what works for me. And when I worked with my business coach, we had an initial session. It was in a time when we could meet up in person and we had a coffee and a chat and we talked about what I wanted to get out of it. We talked about how we would work together. There was an opportunity to ask questions about her background and then also if I had any concerns about moving forward. And it was, it just felt like it was really good that this would be someone who could support me. And actually I got a huge amount out of that coaching. Um, I made that transition into coaching myself which was something I'd had a lot of lack of confidence and resistance around and I launched the podcast so if you're listening to this you know you can see (laughs) that the success of that relationship but it was so important for me to have that opportunity to to meet her and talk to her and see if it was the right fit the therapist that I'm working with at the moment again we had an initial talk to see if it was right for both of us and I think for a professional so if you are a coach or a 
well, however you are working with people. I think it's really important to be able to check in with yourself and think, am I the right person to support this person towards those goals? Is it something that I feel I'm able to support with? And for me, walking that kind of mental well-being line, it's, is it appropriate for them to have coaching or is it more of a therapy thing? Can I support them? And I think that's something about integrity to me personally of being able to say actually I'm sorry but I don't think I'm the best person to support you and then ideally being able to signpost in and recommend someone else so that's a top tip if you are interested in working with someone having that opportunity just to chat to them and get that sense of does it feel right and I think if you've got doubts sleep on it think about it and then maybe maybe it's not the right time or the the right person but I think that's such such a big thing so that's something that Mandy offers it's also something I offer if you're interested in mental well-being coach self-worth mindset um, or just general kind of wanting to make changes in your life I offer a free 30-minute consultation as well so it is a chance if you're listening to this you kind of maybe have a sense who I am but that kind of personal connection to see is it something that uh, Hannah feels right and can support me with? So that's on my website if you are interested in booking one of those, www.psykhe.co.uk. But I want to say thank you again to Mandy for joining us and sharing everything that she has shared with us. And as I said, whole foods and sleep were my big takeaways, and I would love to know what your big takeaways were from this. So When you've uh, listened to the episode, please do tag us in your Instagram stories and let us know what your top takeaway was. As I said before, I love to hear your feedback and what you're getting from the show. That's kind of why we put it out there. One, quite selfishly, because I get to hear all this amazing advice and I love connecting with people and hearing their stories, but also hopefully it is offering something of benefit to you as well. So you can tag us. We are at Psyche Coaching, P-S-Y-K-H-E Coaching all one word on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, probably Instagram and Facebook are where we hang out the most. Uh, but please do connect with us. That is everything for today. We will be back on Wednesday where we're diving a bit more into meditation and personal uh, introspection, I guess, and inquiry and really getting to know yourself and building self-awareness, which is something that I absolutely love. So I'm really excited to share that conversation with you on Wednesday. For now, take care of yourself. Be kind to yourself and I'll speak to you soon. Bye.